It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic and amazing show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly. I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I usually do this every single week. And before I forget, this episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. Try it free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash B-R-I-A-N. The best way to succeed is to put yourself in a place where the opportunity is most abundant for you. One of the best examples of this that I can think of is Girl Scouts during cookie season. Last year when I went to the grocery store, there they were, camped out in front of the store with their boxes on the table, selling them left and right. And a couple years ago, they were camped out in front of my bank on Friday afternoon, which is both savage and brilliant because they're guaranteed to speak with people who have money when they come out the door. So that's how you position yourself to be ready and get in front of a captive audience. It's a great strategy. So how can you put yourself in the best place to reach your target audience? Think about that this week. It can make a huge difference for you. And if you've not gotten my latest book, it's called Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, Volume 2. It features interviews from this very show and included episodes and interviews with Kevin Harrington, Dan Locke. Chris Powell, Brad Sugars, and so many more. It's on Amazon. You can get the paperback or you can get the uh, Kindle version. The Kindle version is only 99 cents. I get that. You will not regret it. So my guest this week is Cody Sperber. Let me tell you about him. Cody started in real estate investing with no money, and he had a pile of loans. But once he cracked the code, he became one of the country's most successful real estate investors, flipping more than 1,000 property deals worth more than $200 million. As co-founder of the new online learning platform, 100 Million Academy, Cody teaches beginners tangible skills to dive into real estate investing, including the ins and outs of property acquisition, rehabbing, wholesaling, and how to close a deal. We have so much to unwrap today during the show. So here we are with my very, very special guest, Cody Sperber. Cody, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Brian. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're so very welcome. So the first thing I usually like to ask is, did you envision early in your life that you would be where you are now? (laughs) No, of course. Well, I mean, I knew I always wanted more out of life. But honestly, when I was a little kid, I wanted to be one of two things. I wanted to be a ninth grade history teacher or I wanted to be a marine biologist. And when I got out of high school, I didn't I wasn't ready for college. I didn't want to go to college. And so I joined the Navy and when I got in the Navy, never being on a on the ocean before, I didn't realize I get violently seasick. So I actually wasn't able to be a marine biologist because I can't be on a boat for very long without mm. puking everywhere. So, right. uh, yeah, yeah. So I, that that was a childhood dream, ninth grade history teacher. Real estate was something that totally came by by accident. Wow. So, what was your rock bottom moment? How did you get out of it? Well, I don't. 
I, you know, I discovered real estate when I was just coming out of the Navy and mm-hmm. just starting college. So um, my rock bottom moment was trying to do real estate for nine months straight and failing miserably, not putting a single deal together and actually quitting the business at that point. Uh, and then I went and got a job as a bookkeeper because I had about $30,000 in credit card debt that I had to pay from trying to learn how to do real estate. And so that was probably the rock bottom moment. Just, you know, you, you, I fell in love with real estate. A friend, the backstory is a friend of mine, uh, invited me to go to lunch and he pulls up in a brand new Mercedes. And I said, dude, how'd you get the car? And he said, I flipped a house. And I made $80,000. And I said, but you need a real estate license to flip a house or you need deep pockets to flip it. Like, how did you do that? And I didn't realize that there's a whole world of creative real estate investing out there where you don't need deep pockets. You don't need good credit. And you can, you know, like he did, flip a house and make a lot of money in a very short amount of time. And so that put me on this path to trying to learn it. But you got to go back 16 years. There was no YouTube university. So I was just putting myself in credit card debt, buying courses and books and tapes and going to seminars and workshops. But when you get that much information, it feels like you're drinking from a fire hose. And if, uh, you know, uh, I, I just wasn't able to pull it together. And so by the ninth month mark, I actually bowed out of the real estate business. And, and like I said, got a job as a bookkeeper. And that could have been the end of my story right there. But uh, fate intervened again. And my good friend named Zach invited me to go to one more seminar. And at the time, my wife, uh, my, my girlfriend, who was my now my wife, she kind of put the smack down on me like, like a good woman should. And she said, hey, you're miserable being a bookkeeper. You're complaining all the time. I'm sick and tired of hearing you whine, whine and complain. Man up and get back in the saddle and try to make this real estate thing happen or be okay being a bookkeeper and be the greatest dang bookkeeper you can be. Wow. And between that and Zach asking me to go to the seminar, uh, I, I decided to go. And when I walked into that room, it changed my life that I, I found my first mentor there. And that was the big, the big change for me is finding wow. somebody that can actually help me do things you can't learn in books. Yeah. It's a good thing you had her around to encourage you to chase the thing that you really wanted to do, because a lot of people in your situation might have been told by their significant other, do the safe thing. Don't do something too risky. But that wasn't that wasn't your case. So I'm really glad that that's your situation. Yeah, she's been my rock. And honestly, uh, you know, women actually in business and in real estate have uh they're more successful than the guys actually they have emotional intelligence they're they're really good at reading and and real estate's heavy in psychology and so they're really good at reading people and building rapport and and she she knew i was going to be a miserable person to be around unless she encouraged me so she's been like that my whole life uh my our whole lives together and been my consigliere in business I love that. That's fantastic. So what great lessons did you learn in the Navy that have been serving you today? Systems. Mm. Systems. Everything is is a, a function of having good, like you, you'll be successful if you have good systems. And I wasn't a systems guy because my ADHD, well, I couldn't pay attention or focus long enough. And it wasn't until I got in the Navy and realized they got a dang system for everything, for shining your shoes and making your bed to you know, I was a quartermaster, so I was in navigation. So keeping the charts updated and making sure you got from point A to point B properly, everything was modeled out, documented, and you lived and died by the documentation and the systems. And so when I got out of the military, I brought that into my entrepreneurial life. And I realized that w- without the systems, I felt uh, 
off. And mm -hmm. so I made it a, a, a success habit in my business for one day a week, every single week since day one of being an entrepreneur that I work on my business, not in my business. And so I called it System Saturdays. And I would just do an SOP or a couple SOPs every Saturday. And over the course of a year, you have everything documented. Your business starts to really hum and you can start to scale and build teams and people feel good because they're stepping into a system. Wow. That's absolutely fantastic. How does somebody know if they're ready to do something like this or not? Because it's like studying for a test in school. You study, 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 and you never really feel ready, but eventually you must step out. Yeah, I think it just depends on what you want your business to look like. You know, for me, I wanted to be able to scale. Yeah. You know, I love working around, I would, you know, in the military, you're around a team and I liked being part of a team. Um, mm -hmm. And so I knew I wanted to bring on awesome team members, but I also uh, wanted them to succeed and to put the right people in the right seats of the bus and, and have them be able to thrive. And the way I look at scaling teams, and I've been fortunate enough with Clever Investor and some of my business to scale to 70 to 100 team members. And to, gr to grow a high-performing team, you really got to take entrepreneurs that also have a really big vision and put them in the right seat of the bus and allow their vision to fit inside of your bigger vision. And, and so I think you just know when you're ready. You know, you'll, you'll, if you want to barbecue on the weekends and, you know, coach Little League, then maybe growing a big team isn't for you. Maybe, yeah. maybe you know, entrepreneurship isn't for you. But for me, I wanted to uh, really scale the business and impact as many people as I could and also do as much real estate as I could. Wow. I, I love that. So how many, the importance of coaching and mentoring, we'll talk about programs, coaching and mentoring programs that you offer later on, but I want to talk about how you discovered the need to have a coach and a mentor. What was that journey like for you? Well, it was really just realizing that winging it is not a strategy. And, and I forget who said it, maybe Jim Rohn or somebody said, you know, success leaves clues. Yes. And it, 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 did I nail it? Yes. All right. I knew I was on the right track, you know, and it's just, it's just, uh, for me, I was, I had some ego. I was also, uh, I, I, I felt like I could pull it all together. I was trying to move really fast. I had youthful enthusiasm and, uh, there are people that have blazed the trail before you. And the way I just kind of think of it is like, if I want to go, let's say I'm standing on the edge of a forest, it's a dark forest and there's booby traps everywhere and, 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 you know, bushes with barbs and stickers and stuff. And there's a cliff and there's a guy standing at the, the entrance selling maps. Mm -hmm. And I, I just make a decision. No, I'm not going to buy the map to figure out how to get to the other side of the forest. Cause on the other side is all your hopes and dreams is the, is the pot of gold. And right. I'm just going to run around the forest in the dark and get stuck with things and fall down a cliff like that. It doesn't make sense. I don't know right. why I was thinking that way. And so you got to, you know, buy the map and get there faster because uh, money loves speed. Uh -huh. And if you want to be successful and make a lot of money, you got to go quick. And yeah. if you want to grow a team, you got to go quick. My, uh, sales cures everything in a team. If you're making mm. a lot of money, you can you can afford to bring on the right people. You can also afford to keep the right people motivated, if that makes sense. I love what you just said. Sales cures everything. In fact, it's, it's interesting. Sometimes I tell people, if you're struggling in your business, I reckon you better go sell something. And it's true. <laughs> yep. It's really true. We've got about a minute or so to our first break. My very special guest is Cody Sperber from Clever Investor. And we're going to talk about 
his first deal and the mistakes that he made, how you assess risk. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, why some people are wealthy, why some people aren't. How do you develop a mindset to be able to do real estate? Because it, it, you can't just jump in this without having any help. So we're going to talk about all of that and so much more when we come back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. And we're going to talk about how you can build long-term wealth through real estate. It's something that all great millionaires and all great champions do, at least as part of their portfolio. We'll talk about that when we come back. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. It's words you never heard. We spend a lot of time in front of it, but do you know who invented the television set? The short answer is John Logie Baird, who invented the television set in 1925. The longer answer is that many people worked on different inventions that eventually came together to make a television set. The very first television show was a broadcast of the opening ceremony of the New York World's Fair in 1939. The first television commercial was for Bull of Watches. The cost of that commercial? Four dollars. And so began the herkle-durkle and thurgy-lurgy, or the idle relaxation of watching television. Of course, in the early days, we got a lot of exercise watching TV. We had to walk both ways to the television set to change the channel. It's Words You Never Heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your Words You Never Heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Cody Sperber from Clever Investor. And we're talking about real estate investing. If you've not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, please do that. Leave a five-star review if you feel like it's worthy. And you can hear every episode that we've done dating all the way back to January 2012. We have over 400 episodes in the can. So go back and listen to any of them. It's been so much fun. In fact, my nine-year anniversary episode is next week. Be here. Do not miss it. So Cody, for those who have been wondering, how do I get started? How do I find my first deal? Let's talk about what your first deal was like and maybe some of the mistakes that you made. Yeah. So like I said, you know, I once I found my first real estate mentor everything started to, to, to happen for me, all those missing pieces of information and everything started to gel. And so I was putting out marketing, um, just like my mentor was telling me to, to mm -hmm. a specific area of town in Phoenix, Arizona. And a, a gentleman called me and said he was going through a bankruptcy, a divorce and a foreclosure. 
So it was like a triple threat. Mm. And I really didn't know what I was doing. And I told my mentor, hey, this is the situation. I, I you know, I, I don't really know what I'm doing. And he said, all you have to do is do two things, Cody, be authentic and be enthusiastic. Just go talk to the guy. And, and we role played what my mentor called what and how questions. Just get the guy talking and ask him lots of questions and really try to connect with him on a personal level. Don't try to structure a perfect real estate deal. Just build a relationship with the guy. So I went over to the guy's house and at first he did the same thing to me that he probably did to a hundred other investors that showed up before me. He just blew me out of the water. I'm not going to sell to you at a discount. I'm not going to be taken advantage of. And I said, well, maybe you shouldn't. And we talked for about 30 minutes and I just kept asking him questions like what's going through a divorce like going through a divorce like and are you getting any sleep and what are you going to do once this is all behind you and what would you do again if you could start over and did you think your life would turn out this way and by an hour and a half in we were still talking he hadn't kicked me out yet and finally wow. he said hey Cody uh and and he was just really lonely I think is what was going on he was going through a really mm. tough time and he said Cody do you want to eat some dinner with me and mm. I said sure yeah and he goes I'm gonna make some spaghetti and I said okay and in the middle of dinner, we just kept talking in the middle of dinner. I said, uh, I said, I'm going to make up his name. I said, Hey, John, uh, I got to be honest with you. I'm probably not the right guy for you. I really don't know what I'm doing. I'm brand new. Like I'm going to have to call my mentor. If you ask me any tough questions, like I might not be the guy, but I definitely want to help you out in any way I can. And he said, Cody, you're the only person that came in here that was really authentic with me. That didn't try to take my house from me. Get out your contract. I want to do the deal with you. Wow. And I was in shock. I was like, whoa, really? And he said, yeah, really. And over the next two weeks, my mentor helped me put the, the you know, work with the attorneys and get the deal to the finish line. I made $40,000, which to me was life changing because I, at the time I was a bookkeeper making 34 grand a year working full time. And here I am within three weeks, I did this, this deal where I made more than my full time bookkeeping in a single deal. Wow. And so it really was a game changer. And I, I was able to buy a uh, engagement ring for my wife who put up with so much. Wow. You know, she, she's supported me. I was able to quit my job as a bookkeeper. I gave some money to my parents to help them out because they were going through a little bit of a tough time. And, uh, and you want to know what I did for myself? Yes. This is a great story. When you're, when you're so broke, it's so hard to breathe. There's so much stress on your shoulders and anxiety all the time. I just wasn't sleeping very good. And my mentor said, hey, you got to do something really nice for yourself. What, what do you want to do for yourself? And I said, you know, there is one thing I would love. I would love to sleep like a baby at night. And so I honestly, my, the only thing I did with that money for myself was I went to the bed store and I bought the nicest Tempur-Pedic bed they sold, the California wow. King. And I still have that bed to this day. It's a symbol of that transition from knowing that it was no longer hope, mm. you know, 10, 10, 11 months of hope, all of a sudden that one deal changed everything and it was real. And I knew I could do it again and again because I started to build a system and I had the, the right team around me. And, and that bed, man, I flipped it 300 times. I rotated every year. I would refuse to get rid of it because it means yeah. more to me than anything. Yeah. What do you think are some of the keys to entrepreneurship? Well, it's always funny how people want to know the keys. I don't, I don't know if there is a shortcut because, you know, all, all the, foundational stuff applies. Hard work, consistency, I think is a big thing. A lot of people, they don't like me. Yeah. You know, I, I was three feet from gold. You know, mm -hmm. I, I could have, I did quit. I could have changed directions. I could have jumped into a different vehicle. I could have listened to all the self-limiting beliefs and the naysayers and the haters, but you got to stay consistent and just trust the process and know that your time will come. You are right there. 
as long as you don't give up and don't quit, you're going to you're going to start to have some success. You will figure it out. Yeah. And so uh, and I think I think the other people are the other part of it is finding a mentor or at yeah. least getting proximity to ple- people playing the game at the highest level. Yeah. Whatever that level is for you, if you can get proximity, it really is powerful and it's a game changer because you don't have to wing it and figure it out on your own. Absolutely. So why do you think some people are wealthy and some aren't? Does it start with mindset or are there other things that kind of go into it as well? We're not we're not taught how to be financially intelligent. Right. You know, they don't teach it in schools. They don't teach it. Your parents don't know how to do it most of the time, unless you just grew up in a really lucky household where your parents had already cracked the code and they're willing to teach you uh, how to play the money game. We just don't know these things. And there's a foundation you got to build. Like my life was changed. The part of the story I left out is when I was in the Navy, my dad bought me the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Changed mm. my life. You know, it taught me what an asset and a liability is. Yeah. Why don't we know this stuff? And yeah. so why do people have a broken relationship with money? Are rich people greedy or are they generous? How do you think about money? And what is your relationship with money? You know, the average person in the United States saves like 60K by, t- by the time they retire on average. Yeah. I mean, that's just so ridiculous. Super savers save 98,000. You know, Forbes says after coronavirus, you need at least $3 million to comfortably retire. Wow. That that a couple in retirement is going to spend $275,000 on average on just healthcare. Like, your golden years are not going to be golden unless you get your financial foundation and your game together. You got to live below your means. You need to invest and buy as many assets as you can. That's why I like real estate because, like, I'm I'm right now I'm in I'm I'm looking at Dallas, Texas, Lakeland, Florida, uh, Orlando, Florida, Columbus, Ohio, Birmingham, Alabama, Kansas, Idaho, Boise, Idaho. Like I'm buying real estate in all these markets that have uh, a strong foundation. They have good population growth, good job growth, price appreciation. They uh, the that cost of housing is affordable. They're either an industrial center or a banking center or something like that, and rents are really strong. Because I want to buy as over the next few years, I want to buy as much real estate as possible because there this is a unique time in history where there's an opportunity because of COVID to go get really good deals that cash flow. And there's an urban, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like an urban retreat. I don't know what the right word is, but like yeah. people are leaving urban areas and they're going to flyover states, they're going to smaller towns, they're going to places where real estate's more affordable, they have more land. And they can be comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely fantastic. So is real estate the safest place to put money right now? I think it's one of them. I mean, look at Bitcoin. Everybody's geeking out on Bitcoin. It it went over 40,000. It dropped 14K today. So it's like, you know, can you make money in other assets and stocks and stuff? Absolutely. But real estate is a tangible asset. And you don't have to go big. I'm not talking about going to like on day one, go buy a hundred unit apartment complex. But if you bought, let's say you were just trying to, you needed a place to live, but instead of buying a regular, regular house, you bought a duplex, you lived in one and you rented out the other side, which offset your cost of living. That's Mm -hmm. house hacking, right? Like you can get started in real estate, a lot of creative ways. So yes, I absolutely think it's, in my opinion, the best asset to start with. Mm -hmm. And and, and it's just a general rule, right? If you want to get off the ground, Rent where you live and own what you rent. Rent where you live and own where you rent. Own what you rent. Own what you rent. So create cash flow. Don't buy the fancy car. Don't don't buy into the 
the vision of like this fancy Instagram wall with Lambos and lifestyle. Instead, sacrifice and play the long game and say, you know what, if I for 10 years kicked butt in real estate and I got as much cash flowing real estate as possible, I could build a financial wall around me and my family. And it doesn't matter who the president is or what prices do or if gas goes up or down. Like you've done that, you've built the generational foundation to win the money game. Mm. Wow, that's that's fantastic. So leverage is very, very important. How how do people, the successful ones, build a, a good real estate portfolio? They have leverage, they use other people's money. Yep, and that's the other thing that I failed to mention. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, Leverage is power in this game. Yes. And what, you can't go buy $100,000 worth of stocks for 10 grand. Very no. easy. You know, like they just don't leverage. But I can buy $100,000 worth of real estate mm-hmm. for you know, 10, 20% down. Yeah. And and that's leverage. Leverage is power. And also it's a relationship business. If I meet and I'm, if I'm a good networker and I'm out there building relationships with people, I could leverage their time, their money, their skills, their resources, their Mm -hmm. connections. And, uh, I think you nailed it. You know, I grew my entire empire based on leverage. And once you master that game, it's like, Hey, you, you invited me to your birthday party. Now I'm going to invite you to mine. Yeah, exactly. Spirit of reciprocity. And there's all kinds of powerful psychology that goes into that. It's the key. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, what's also very interesting is a lot of people get fixated on the price they get when they sell the property. But I've heard you and many other experts say that you make your money when you buy the property. Yeah. You know, and that's the other thing is I, I'm always buying below the repaired value or the after repaired value. I'm always buying below the market. And most of the time I'm buying real estate that's below the median. So if everything in the area is 300 K, I might be picking them up for 200 K, you know, and believe it or not, there's a lot of people out there that are very motivated to sell and sell quickly. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, and when you think about real estate traditionally, or if you think about somebody who has no financial motivation at all, yeah, why would they sell at a discount? But what about somebody going through a divorce or a bankruptcy or being relocated or COVID shut, shut, you know, and they lost their job? Uh, maybe the house is old and ugly and outdated and just needs a ton of work and it won't qualify for a traditional loan. There's always at any point in time, no matter what street you look down, about 10 to 15 percent of the homeowners that own those homes, they're motivated yeah. and they're willing to trade their house for a quick sale, getting quick cash. And that's where you come in. Right. I love that. I love that. So we've got a many, a couple of minutes or so before our break. What do you think we can start this discussion and continue it after the break? But what are some of the biggest reasons or biggest mistakes that people make when they're trying to invest in real estate? Mm, overpaying, yeah. right? Just like what you just said, you got to buy it right. You make money when you buy and uh, not building the right relationships in town. You know, like one of the, my biggest mistakes early on was I hired a bad contractor, paid him mm. a bunch of money up front, and he split with the dough. Wow. Well, we are coming up against our break. We'll continue this discussion when we come back. This is Success Profiles Radio. We'll be right back. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. 
Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. This is the Tokenet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Cody Sperber from Clever Investor. And we are talking about real estate investing. And Cody, I want to ask, I know, I mean, I I did a real estate investment deal once and I bought at the top of the market. It didn't end up working. I'm not giving up on it. I will get back in the game eventually. But here's something that is hard to resist. Sometimes you fall in love with the deal and that can be a bad thing, right? Yeah, because then you're really speculating at that yeah. point. You know, there's a difference between investing and speculating. And you got to realize it's a number, it's all about the numbers. And if it doesn't financially pencil out, it doesn't matter how nice it is or if it's in the perfect location, you know, otherwise you're speculating and, and now you're just hoping that things work out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that uh, not being afraid to stay in the game is also a really big deal. Having some, some stamina, you know, just keep making offers. That's, That's important. Most, most people, I know my biggest fear when I first started was just talking to people because I was, I was nervous. I was going to sound stupid and I was nervous that they were going to think I was too young. And I was nervous that they were going to maybe say yes. And I wouldn't know what to do next. I mean, it's, it, it is a little overwhelming when you first start, but mm-hmm. through practice, through the failures, through the hangups and the being told no, you start to learn how to overcome the objections. It, winners have a bounce back spirit. And that's it. You just got to go through the fire sometimes to build the strength. And they say that, you know, pressure can burst a pipe or create a diamond. And I really believe that's applicable in entrepreneurship and in real estate. Right. And with real estate investing, you have to have a healthy relationship toward debt. And a lot of people just think that debt is bad, bad, bad. It goes back to leverage is power. Yeah. Yeah. Leverage is absolute power. Leverage is power. I mean, there's good debt and there's bad debt. You need to learn the difference between the two. If I go out and I get pull out my credit card and I go buy, you know, some designer clothes, that's bad debt, right? Yeah. High interest, bad debt. But if I go and buy a cash flowing asset that more than covers the cost of my debt, it's great debt. And that's how you scale. 
Yeah. And I would also further add that you pay for your liabilities by having assets that produce cash flow. So let's say your home is cash flowing. You can afford to buy this other thing that you really want based off the cash flow from your producing asset, right? Yeah. And I tell people all the time, look, wanting the the Lamborghinis and the jets and the nice lifestyle and the vacations, good. Use that as a motivator to get you going. Right. But make sure that how you backwards engineer how you get it instead yeah. of going direct at it and saying, I'm going to go, you know, buy this Lamborghini on debt. Instead, go buy a bunch of multifamily or a bunch of triplexes or duplexes or something, create enough cash flow to cover the cost of the Lamborghini. And now you've earned it and you have an asset. Yeah. I would love to ask because I'm sure some people are wondering how much money do you really need to get started doing this? I know I referenced in the intro that you did, you've done money down deals. Is that still a thing? I know Carlton Sheets way back in the day had that infomercial where you buy for money, you know, no money down. Is that still a thing? Yeah, it's evolved a little bit, but yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, no money down real estate is how I got started. I've done thousands of transactions and lucky now I, I, I built up my business to where, uh, I have enough money where I can pay cash for properties and it's actually my money. But in the beginning, I started with a concept called wholesaling, which you guys want to look it up. It's no money down real estate investing, and it's basically flipping a contract. So in the United States, when you put a piece of real estate under contract, you gain what's called equitable interest. And so if I can negotiate with a seller, maybe the house is old and beat up and ugly and outdated and it's worth 150,000, but I can work it out with the seller where I can put it under contract for 90, right? I now control their real estate, even though I haven't closed on it yet. And then I can go to a guy like you, Brian, who has a uh, uh, deep pockets, maybe you're a landlord or a rehabber. And I say, Hey, Brian, I got this deal. It's worth uh, 150. I'll sell it to you for a hundred. Mm-hmm. And you go, okay, I'll take that deal. And when you close on it with your money, the, you know, the, the 90 goes to the seller and the 10 comes to me, mm-hmm. right? You get what I'm saying? Yes. And so that's a great way to earn quick cash. So that way, eventually you can build up some momentum and some cash to then eventually go buy your own real estate with your own money. Yeah. Is wholesaling the fastest way to the cash in your I, first, to get a first deal? I think so. Especially if you have limited resources when you're starting. I think so. And that's why, you know, at Clever Investor, we teach people how to, you know, start the game wholesaling. But it's an active business. It's not passive. It's not like owning a rental and just sitting back and collecting mailbox money. It's a business. It's Mm -hmm. a job. But you Mm -hmm. just happen to get paid a lot. And like I told you the story of my first wholesale deal where I made 40K. My biggest one was, you know, well over 100K. Mm -hmm. So some of them are big. Some of them are small. My average wholesale profit is probably right around 12K. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if. How many of those do you need to do to change your mm-hmm. life? And what time frame does it take for you to do a deal like that? Is it 30 days, less, more? Uh, it could take a week or two. I mean, oh. it, it, it really just depends. It, it's really about like building a pipeline, like any sales business or any uh, marketing, you got to build a little bit of a pipeline. Could you get lucky? And I've had students get lucky where they literally made on their first round of phone calls, they get a deal and they make a bunch of money and it all happens oh. like real fast. Yeah. But like me, me, I tried it for nine months. I didn't get a deal. Yeah. So yeah. to succeed. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it, 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 the actual process of once you get a hold of a seller and they say yes, I mean, it could be as fast as five, six, seven days, as fast as title can close. As long as you can find a deal and find a buyer and play matchmaker and put it together, you can close within a few days. So let's talk about the idea of finding 
somebody to take over this contract. I'm sure it's very helpful if you have a list of people who are ready to invest their money in a good deal. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, Cody Sperber, I'm a cash buyer. I want to buy deals. Absolutely. You only need a few of them. So if you had five Cody Sperbers relationships where, and you can meet us on Facebook, you can meet us on Instagram, you can meet us on Clubhouse, you can meet us on a lot of different apps, uh, but just networking, going to local RIA meetings, hanging out down at your local foreclosure auction. Everybody down there has to pay cash for properties and we're all looking for good deals. So once you get a few of us, whether we're a landlord or a rehabber, then just say, hey, if I go source you a deal, what kind of deals are you looking for? If I go get it for you, will you buy it from me? And mm-hmm. I love it when bird dogs or wholesalers bring me deals. I buy deals all the time like that. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about some of the main ways that you can make money in real estate. We talked about wholesaling. The other options are, of course, rehabbing a home, uh, buying and holding. Rehab is where you fix it up and then you sell it. And then buy and hold is where you buy it and you just rent it out. Yep, yep, landlording. You can also do note investing. You can also mm-hmm. do tax lien investing. So, I mean, there's a lot of aspects of real estate. Um, it's it's uh, You can be a real estate agent and earn commissions. I mean, there's a lot of ways to make money in the real estate business. Mm-hmm. I like wholesaling, rehabbing, and landlording. Those are my three favorites. Absolutely. Does it help to have relationships with real estate agents? Absolutely. Absolutely. A, a great agent can can make your year. I mean, I have agents bringing me pocket listings or listings that are about to come on the market and they know that the listing, like the house is older and it needs updated and they'll bring it to me, you know, and, and I'll, I'll make them a, a, an offer before it even has to hit the market. And so inventory's tight right now. It's harder yes. and harder to get deals off the MLS just because of the world we're living in. But you have a great relationship with a good agent. Not only can they bring you deals, but they can also help you sell deals. Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of the types of deals, there's single family, there's multifamily, there's commercial, there's warehouses, there's storage. There's money to be made in all of those. What playground do you like to play in the most? Single family and multifamily. Office, I mean, who's going? I mean, I'm in Arizona. We're a pretty open state. I have 85% of my staff still hasn't returned to the office. Wow. You know, so it's it, it's not you know you got to look around biden just got elected he potentially wants to get rid of 1031 exchanges what do you think is going to happen if he gets rid of 1031 exchanges you think the commercial mar- the office market commercial market is going to go gangbusters or you think it's going to take a huge nosedive Probably take a, a nosedive because we're getting rid of one of the biggest tax benefits of owning commercial real estate yeah so yeah. it's yeah, you just I like single family because I can wrap my hands around it. I'm kind of a simple guy. I didn't I never got great grades in school. I keep things super simple and, and with single family, I think of it like a future proof business. Mm-hmm. Real estate's not going anywhere. People need a place to live. If you look at the taxi industry, it got decimated by Uber. But yeah. even Uber drivers right now, they're gonna get taken out by self-driving cars. Yeah. But even if the cars freaking fly, they're yeah. gonna park in a garage, right? And so absolutely. Let's 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 keep it simple. And, and uh, I think the real estate market is going to be very strong for the next year, at least. Wonderful. That's great. I would imagine shows on HGTV uh, don't really tell the whole story. They, the, I love watching those shows, but there's stuff to it that they don't share in an hour. Right. Well, yeah, I've been on a few of them. Yeah. You know, it's a little goofy. 
it's a little goofy. They leave out details. They put things in and out of order and, you know, it's, they don't show all the real numbers, but there is some aspects to it that are, you know, at the end of the day, you are buying, fixing and selling. And so, uh, I find that it is a little bit more challenging than they make it seem on TV. But once you have a good team around you, mm-hmm. it's actually quite fun. I enjoy yeah. I enjoy working with my contractors and my subs. Um, my particular development company is a for-purpose business. Have you ever mm-hmm. heard of that? No, I haven't. Yeah. So uh, instead of just once I once I started making a lot of money, I was like, okay, I'm I'm rich. Great. Now what? Like, where, where's the significance? And uh, uh, you know, a for-purpose business, a portion, a portion of every one of my proceeds goes towards animal conservation. Oh, wow. And we also use green building materials in all of our rehab. So we called our company Green Elephant Development. And it's kind of fun because every house tells a story and it supports animal conservation. Wow, that's fantastic. I love that. I talk to authors when they write their books, and sometimes they donate a portion of their sales to causes too. So I I love that. That's fantastic. We've got less than two minutes to our last break. You can do this without owning the property. Of course, wholesaling is one of those things uh, where you're just flipping the contract. But are there other scenarios where you can do this without actually owning the property? Um, Well, there are other ways to own real estate without having to go to a bank. Okay. You know, which is interesting. And I think that's where the market's heading. There's back in the 80s, these were real big. Um, Look up wraparound mortgages. Look up seller carrybacks. Look up subject to transactions. And these are ways to get homeowners to basically participate in giving you the financing to buy their house. So if I own a house free and clear, I could be the bank. I can sell it to you right now, Brian, under any terms that we agree to. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm seller financing you the deal. There's a lot of that going on right now. And so it's kind of fun where you almost feel like, hey, I'm kind of getting a free house because I don't go to a bank. I don't run my credit. I work out the deal directly with Brian. And then on the back end, I can resell or finance it to somebody else, sandwich myself in the middle, or I can even lease option it and just keep it as a rent to own property. Fantastic. We're coming against our final break. I can't believe how quickly this is going. This is so much fun. We're learning about real estate investing with Cody Sperber. And this is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us on the other side. We'll talk about how we can learn more from Cody outside of the show. We'll talk about how he can mentor people in, uh, in whatever your situation is. And uh, we'll talk to him about his most memorable client experience. I love asking that question, too. We'll come right back after the break. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian.
This is the Tokinet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. It's Marching Network. Valentine's Day has been celebrated in different ways around the world. In Italy, one tradition suggests that the first man a single woman sees on Valentine's Day was the man she would eventually marry. What's a word for the first person you see after you leave the house in the morning? A qual tag. In South Africa, some women pin the name of their love interest on their shirt sleeves, following an ancient Roman tradition known as Lupercalia. This is how South African men learn of their secret admirers. In America, it is widely believed that if women don't receive a gift of candy, flowers, or a card from their guy on Valentine's Day, he's probably going to get dumped. This is usually the cause for a charrette or an 11th hour effort by men to buy their woman a Valentine's gift. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is our final segment. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Cody Sperber from Clever Investor. We're talking about real estate investing. And I would love to ask, first of all, how do you identify an opportunity in real estate that you want to take advantage of? Is there a checklist? Is there a criteria that you use to evaluate a deal before you decide whether to jump in or not? Yeah, I think it really depends on if I'm trying to buy a rental or if I'm trying to buy a property to fix and flip. Mm. because rental i look especially in the world we live in today i look for a couple different things because i'm willing to buy rentals out of state Mm. Uh, i look for landlord friendly states states that are open for business Mm -hmm. um i look for you know uh, affordable housing in that area for with strong rental rates that have Mm -hmm. job growth and population growth i look at the appreciation whether it's going up or down in that particular market. And so that, that those are some things I look for in rental areas. And I like the smaller towns. I think uh, everybody's leaving the big urban areas and they're tr- you know trying to go to smaller towns right now where the real estate's more affordable. Yeah. When it comes to uh, rehabbing, now you got to really know your numbers. You got to really know how to analyze a deal properly, both on paper and in person. And so I lean on heavily my my partners, um, who one of them's a real estate agent, and the other one's a general contractor. And so the three of us look at every single deal and we make a decision together after running it through our deal analyzer software, mm-hmm. running all the numbers, looking at the financing structure, and then getting my my partner goes out and does a, a quick repair estimate and we plug all that in. And if the numbers are green and we have enough of a fudge factor in there that even if things that we missed pop up, we're still going to make good money. Then we, we take the project down. Wonderful. Real estate is definitely a team sport. So who do you need on your team to do this correctly? I mean, you need a, a an investor-friendly closing agent, mm-hmm. right? The, the title in escrow or wherever, every state's a little different. But here in Arizona, we close through a title company. Some states you close through an attorney. So you need a good real estate attorney that, or, or a title company to help you close your deals. You want them to be investor friendly because sometimes I'm wholesaling or rehabbing or raising private money and inserting 
private loans into my deals. They have to know the lingo and they have to be comfortable working with investors. So that's number one. Number two, I re highly recommend having, uh, like I said, a mentor on your side, because if you're new and you're winging it, you're going to run into things that could hurt you mm -hmm. getting stuck in a bad deal. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to be in any legal trouble, not no. knowing how to fill out your paperwork correctly, getting stuck in a bad loan. Mm -hmm. I got stuck in a bad hard money loan one time. I lost about $90,000. It almost bankrupted me. Wow. You know, I mean, getting stuck in a bad partnership, right? Mm -hmm. Thinking that, oh, I'm going to rush off and just form a partnership because they're going to help me with this aspect of my business. No, there are a lot of, you know, wrong partnerships out yeah. there. Uh, and so uh, finding a good mentor to help you navigate all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I think probably having a good real estate agent on your team that's investor friendly, that can help you comp properties and give you some market insight that you currently don't have. As long right. as you have that, you're, you're probably able to get started. Fantastic. So let's talk about mentoring because I'm sure people listening probably have a ton of questions. Maybe they have a deal right now that they're thinking about. You have a mentorship program that you're running with Cole Hatter that you're opening the doors to very shortly. Tell us about that. Yeah. So we created a six month program called the Wealth Factory and it's me and Cole once a week, along with a couple of my other uh, mentors and trainers from Clever Investor, um, we meet weekly on Zoom and we go through a six month curriculum where we build upon the last call every single week. Uh, we do deal reviews. We do uh, we break down, you know, uh, different deals that we're doing, doing case studies. We teach you uh, not only how to wholesale, but how to buy real estate correctly, even using creative methods like we talked about on this show, like mm -hmm. subject twos and wraps and lease options and sandwich lease, uh, sandwich lease options and all the creative bag of tricks. And we really lean in on marketing. I'm a gangster when it comes to marketing. I'm really freaking good. And mm -hmm. it's one of my superpowers. And so I love to teach marketing. And Cole happens to be amazing at sales, influence, and persuasion. So by the time you're done with the six months, you are a real estate entrepreneur, right? Wow. You, you're somebody who's a well-rounded real estate investor that actually has a real business. Wow. And, I, and you know, we made, we made the investment 10K because we didn't, we, we didn't want people to get left out. And I even have a payment plan. Some people think I'm crazy for doing it for that cheap, but I think it's important to help as many people as possible change their lives through real estate investing is mm -hmm. the same thing I did. Yep. And it's a big enough commitment where you're going to take it very seriously, but it's six months of intensive mentoring directly with me and Cole. And one good deal pays for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My, like I said, my first deal would have bought four, four spots. So, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. And that's how you need to look at it. It's not an expense. It's an investment in yourself. And you're basically hiring a power team to surround you to make sure that you don't make the silly mistakes that newbies make. Right. Who is a good fit for this and who is not a good fit for this? If you think you're just going to cut me a check and get instant success, not a good fit. If you don't like to have fun, not a good fit. Like we're goofy. Mm -hmm. We're like a family. Like we're not quite friends. We're not quite family. We're family. And that's mm -hmm. how we look at it. Like we're, I spend a lot of time with these people. We meet every week. I get to know them. I get to know their backgrounds. They're wise. They're, 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 they're actual immediate family. We also do an in-person event in my office in the middle of the six months to get everybody together. And we do an in-office experience. I mean, it literally is the best package I've ever put together. Mm. I give you the software. I give you the data, the leads, like everything's built in. So that way now you just got to show up and put in the work. So if you're lazy, if you're not a good person, if you're 
negative or toxic, or if you think that you just are going to barely work and get rich, not for you. If you right. if you want a real business and you're willing to put in the work, we would love to have a conversation with you and build a relationship with you and see if it works out for both of us. Absolutely. And while I'm thinking about it, how can people learn more about this opportunity? Where can they go? Yeah, you just go to, uh, you can go to realestatesuccess.com forward slash mentor if you want to apply directly for the mentoring. Um, or you can just go to cleverinvestor.com and click on mentoring and mm -hmm. you'll be able to get to the little application. It'll take about two minutes to fill out and then we'll get on the phone and have a chat. Fantastic. What is the most memorable client experience you've had? Oh man, that's crazy. Cause there's been a lot of good ones. I've had, I, I, um, I bought this short sale years ago off this lady who was short selling a house in Scottsdale. She was going through a really, really rough time and I helped her out. I bought her house from her. We did the short sale and got her off the hook for the loan and all that. And then years, years, years and years later, I get a call from one of my my directors of enrollment and they said, hey, there's this lady on the phone. She said she did a deal with you back in the day. She wants you to be her mentor. Oh. I said, oh, okay, cool. Let me get on the phone with her. And I talked to her. Her name was Tiffany. And I talked I talked to her. I'm like, Tiff, how you been? And she's like, I've been good. I bounced back. I got my life back together. And, you know, I really want to do what you did, but for other people, like, because you helped me so much. I said, that's great. Come on in. And we... I mentored her. She ended up being one of my most successful students. She went off and built an amazing real estate business. And women, like I said, they kick butt in real estate. And she went off and just, just, you know, became a multi multi-millionaire flipping houses and buying rentals. And it's been, it's been great to be able to play that role in that part of her journey. Fantastic. What do very few people know about you that might surprise us? Mm. I can't leave a room without turning off the lights. Oh, me too. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I need to turn off the lights. I'm like, I'll literally get in my car and start to drive away. And I'll, I'll like be like, just go back in and, and I'll go shut off my closet light. Yeah. I had a, a friend, a roommate one time who hated that I would shut the lights off every time I left a room. And being the engineer mathematician that he is, he calculated down to like the millicent how much money we were actually saving by doing that. And he's like, Brian, don't do that anymore. I'm like, I have to. <laughs> I have to. Well, at least I know I'm not the only one. You are absolutely not the only one. What is the most influential book or mentor that you've encountered in your journey? Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I love it. I mean, I've read a lot of good books, but that's the one that actually put me on the path to, to where I am today. Um, yeah. Books are, you know, what I love about books is you can get mentors without them even knowing that you're, they're your mentor. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Wow. I, I love that. What is the scariest thing you've ever done? Uh, sk uh, skydiving, probably. I didn't even want to go. My, my wife surprised me for my graduation gift when I graduated college and she blindfolded me and drove me out to the desert in Arizona and put me on this rickety plane that literally looked like an RV with wings and then pushed oh. me the back of it. <laughs> it was like horrible. Yeah. yeah. A long time ago, I did it twice and I am done. I don't need I'm, to do it again. I'm done. Yeah. That once was enough. Yeah, I did it the second time because they offered a crazy stupid deal if you did it again within 30 days. And so I did the I did it the second time for only 40 bucks. I'm like, I'll do it again, but yeah. no more. Yeah, it was awesome. If you could talk to the 18-year-old version of yourself, what would you tell him? Go big. Go big. Uh, yes. Go big. You're going to spend just as much time working a small deal as a big deal. So you might as well as go big. Swing for yes. the fences. Like when you're young, you have the ability to bounce back pretty quickly. You don't have a ton of responsibilities yet. 
that's the time to really just put in the work and go big. Absolutely. And the question I ask everyone toward the end, we've got less than two minutes to go. Who inspires and motivates you? Um, my dad, my dad mm-hmm. does. Um, Elon Musk. Yeah. I like, I like people that think real big like that and that are also tough. Um, I think the people that are marching around trying to make change. Yeah. You know, I think there's a lot of people that inspire me right now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's tough to put my finger on any one thing, but there's definitely a a lot of stress and anxiety out in the world right now. So anybody that's being positive and and playing full out and uh, trying to make a positive change inspires me. Absolutely. So fun question I like to, to ask you're getting ready to attack the Death Star and you are on your final approach. What song are you cranking? Oh, Notorious B.I.G. Oh. I'm probably going, I'm probably, I'm, hey, if I'm going to march in, I'm going gangster a little bit. So probably like uh, Notorious B.I.G., one of his songs. I like all his songs, but. Okay, absolutely. So one more time, how can we find you? How can we try with you and vibe with you and, and learn from you? Yep, you can go to cleverinvestor.com if you want to learn about real estate. You can go to 100millionacademy.com, which is my brand new entrepreneur online education business uh, where we're teaching people how to be solid entrepreneurs. That's 100millionacademy.com or just find me on social at Clever Investor. I love it. Cody, thank you so much for being here. You were fantastic. It was fun. We must do this again someday. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Brian. All righty. And thanks to all of you for listening. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Please join us next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview another world-class achiever, learn what they did, what they overcame, and the lessons we can learn along the way. Until then, have a great week, everyone. Take care. Goodbye. It's been fun. Enjoy your week. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.